Well, ladies and gentlemen, we did it. We made it to a another another Friday. We survived. No nukes were dropped. Only a PSA though, and we've got a good bout of news today. And of course, to celebrate it being Friday, I thought we would listen to a terrific performance of the national anthem from the Palestinian Authority. Of course, uh, you know Joe Biden is over in the Middle East currently, and it is a beautiful rendition. Of course. So please, please remove your hats if you can, and uh, please stand in solidarity for the national anthem. That, that was hard to listen to, by the way. <laughs> it was not great. And I can say that as a person who played music for, what, four years in a band like that? I can say that, okay? I have that lived experience. Uh, as the top comment says, sweet. Anthem as sharp as who they played it for. Huh. Couldn't get any better. <laughs> oh, especially that last part. Oh, God. Keep in mind uh, when you when you were in when I was in band for even though I f I hated band for so long and I wanted to get out of it I couldn't so obviously at least I'll still end up learning things from band and so when you're in a band you tend to start hearing other instruments throughout different things and so you're picking up all these different instruments and you can tell because I've 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 played the national anthem before I've actually been at a, a in middle school. It was like in eighth grade before going in the high school. We were supposed to, uh, we, we went to a football game for high school and we joined them. So I played like the national anthem and stuff like that. If I remember, uh, we did. And so I've played the national anthem before. I, I know how to play. I, I was a baritone player, you know, I, I big old fucking horn and everything. So yeah, if you, if you need to look up what a baritone is, uh, there, there you go learn something new every day on this show but of course welcome to the program welcome to the friday edition it is it's it's a new day and yet it still feels the same complaining here complaining there no real solutions everyone says well i've got solutions i say everyone goes to space bam program over just kidding if you haven't already hit that freaking subscribe button wherever you are listening well, please do go down into the description and please 
follow over on Truth or or Twitter for you know updates and to know even more so when these shows come out because there is no set schedule. Fuck this show t- just happens. I don't know what's gonna happen. It all just depends on how long research takes, how long whatever it takes. So it's always interesting what ends up happening for this show. Believe me, I would love to you know eventually get this show down to a strict schedule but as of right now that has not happened because well obviously i do this show out of the i i, I as not really of the kindness of, I, I just want to do this show i want this show to you know this is, this is the show i've created you know i've i, I want to be able to enjoy this show and be able to you know share it with all of you uh here on the on the internet and hopefully you know become, you know, a great political commentator here. So, I really do appreciate all of you who do take the time out of each and every day, five days a week, to listen on audio, because audio truly for this program is the best to listen to, uh, believe me. Until I actually want to decide to actually show my face on YouTube, which I, and even just out in the wilderness, which is probably going to be a long time from now, because I'd rather, you know have a bit more money in my pocket so that I could, you know, maybe, you know, afford to maybe ex- have security because I know that I'm eventually, you know, here's how I'll know I've made it. The first day I get my very first death threat, that's how I'll know I've made it, okay? That's how I know I- I've truly made it. When someone has a committed death threat against me, I'm good. I, I know I made it. Like, that's just how you know in the that sounds really bad to most people, but in internet land, uh, and if you truly know that you're getting popular in any way, it's when you receive that very first death threat. Like, and, and, and it's a magical moment because you're 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 at some crossroad where you're like, in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm I'm, I'm in a dark place now because this person wants to kill me, but at the, for what I'm saying, but at the same time. This person took time out of their day to tell me they wanted to kill me. So clearly, more people than just this one person are seeing me, and there's clearly more that are agreeing with me. Because this per- one person had to take time out of their to tell me that they're going to kill me. And I mean, I must have made it at that point. So, yeah, not not the most healthy mindset. But you know what? That's how you know you made it. You're getting a death. If you get at least one death threat, you know you made it. Well, speaking of things that weren't made, uh, houses. So, uh, California has now become the most severe housing deficit in the entire nation. So, obviously, we've had a huge sort of housing issue in uh, in uh, America for a long time now. But California has the most severe uh with the in the nation creating a deficit of nearly 980,000 80, homes according to a new report released um in the study released found that 47 states and the district of columbia columbia in 169 out of the 309 metropolitan areas have a housing deficit nationwide the stu- uh the study found that underproduction has reached 3.79 million units, and that is up from the 1.65 in 2012. California leads the nation 
course at uh, 978,000, which is an increase of 82% from 2012. The second is, of course, uh, Texas with 322,000 and Florida at 289,000. Yeah, not not great, not not great for the uh, for for the for for the U.S. Mm, man, man, what what a what what should we do, guys? We're 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 short a, a few houses, just a few. Okay, I mean, it's a small small number, three point eight million. Home short meeting housing needs the U.S. Is an extreme state of housing under production. Uh, housing affordability is a functional is fun, is a foundational for building and sustaining a healthy local economy and providing individuals and family with stability and necessary to invest in themselves and their communities. Uh, housing deficits nationwide can be unique in certain locations. In Detroit, underproduction is driven by uninhabitable units, while in Sacramento, the, the lack of housing is driving the shortage. Uh, California's crippling uh, short housing shortage has caught the attention of the legislature, and several lawmakers have introduced bills in recent year years to make it easier to build homes in the state. Yeah, it's probably not going to work out too well. We're talking about California here, where the place is usually on fucking fire uh, in two different ways. Uh, whether it's being burned down by rioters or burning in the forest. All just depends on where the burning happens. As well as the fact that California is a very climate-cautious state. So, and they really don't want any more of that climatey change, so they want to, you know, get rid of that. So I don't know how much more, and besides, California as a whole, I don't really think can take much more houses right now because they already have a water shortage. I don't think they want more people to be, you know, they want people moving to the state. I think they should actually want more people to move out of the state because at that point, houses can start going down in price. Prices will start to freaking fall because less people are living there. But not only that. You can also then start, you know, saving a lot more in water that that's going to lower a lot of prices. You know, I think think maybe California losing a bit of population wouldn't be a bad thing for the state. Of course, it's going to suck for their you know, over budgetness, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be better off for them if they actually just go down in population. Nay, hey, then you wouldn't have to build those houses. They'd have to go somewhere else. I know that California, you know, is not really popular for people, but, you know, I, I think there's better options out there. You want you want a good place to live, significantly better options. But sticking with California, uh, California is at war with freelance truckers, as they have no uh, allies among the state leaders. The truckers have taken it upon themselves to protest the decision, uh, but the uh, but the effects will uh, reach far beyond them and far beyond California's borders. So essentially, uh, California is forcing trucker uh, truckers out of work. Like these are basically like freelance uh, freelance truckers. Uh, so the Supreme Court declined to take up the charge challenge to California's AB five, the anti freelance and anti freedom law designed to restrict independent contractors and suffocate the gig economy. Uh, the drivers have brought their protests to L.A., Long Beach, and Oakland. 
seems unlikely that they will carve out except exemptions for them, but uh, as as they have industries they like, such as you know musicians, you know all the rest. Uh, the restrictions will force seven some seventy thousand uh, trucker owned operators, and supply chain problems will become worse. So we can just add even more another tick onto that supply chain issue. We got railroads people that are gonna be out, which is a good amount of stuff, and then we'll have another seventy thousand uh, truckers who are gonna be gone from that. For example, ninety percent of the nine thousand trucks that work at the ports daily are independent contractor, which is in Oakland, by the way, for this one. Um, according to the bill, the owner of AB Trucking in Oakland, he will no longer be able to use drivers who own their own trucks anymore. He will have to reduce his workload as a result. Uh, the Trucking Association uh, in Nevada, Paul uh, CEO Paul Enos, uh, said the trucking industry is already 80,000 drivers short, and, the more, and that more will quit in California. Now they're no longer allowed to be independent contractors. Supposedly, this is, uh, this is their, though this is all for their own good, they had to run these truckers out of their job because they shouldn't like being independent contractors. If they say they did like it, uh, they obviously know what's good for them, even when it means ruining their livelihood and forcing them to the unemployment line. But they won't just be limited to California. According to the uh, White House, 72% of American uh, goods are shipped by truck, and in most communities, trucks are often the only form of delivery. Of course, the White House supports the AB5 and wants to oppose it on the rest of the country. Hooray! Uh, they know how and when you should be allowed to work, and if you disagree, that's too bad. That is true. Remember, if you don't like it, well, you're just not doing it right. Okay, the Democratic Party is the apple of the nation, right? What do you mean the policy isn't working? You're just policy wrong. What? You're going to tell me that universal health care isn't a good idea and will actually just raise everybody's taxes for a health care that's even worse than what we have now? What? That's not how it works, you idiot. You're, you're, you're health caring wrong. It's like, what, what, what's next from these guys? Come on. Yeah, you know, those Democrats, they're always for those workers. Mm-hmm. I tell you, they always love those workers. Especially when they are, uh, you know, for uh, great, great uh, things. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know what's funny? I mean, you know, think about this. Uh, there's actually, I'm not even going to really cover this article, but literally... Uh, a piece from the Washington Post that just came out, or yeah, came out yesterday. Opinion: Forget pronouns. Democrats need to become the party of building things. I'm, I'm afraid that isn't going to happen. I'm sorry, sorry, Washington Post writer. I, I, I just thought I'd say it. I was looking at things on news, and that just popped up. <laughs> building things. How about we destroy things instead? I hear setting TNT. You know, it's a lot faster to just hit the dynamite switch and everything instead of, you know, renovating. You know, then we can build things up with new things and make them ugly and distasteful. Ooh. Man. Man. I remember, if they aren't a union worker, we don't care about them. So for, you know, most of us, they don't care. 
Yeah, middle fingers in the air. I mean, come on. Think about it. The White House supports electronic vehicles. They want electric vehicles for everyone. But at all the different events they've had, they exclude Tesla. Why do they exclude Tesla? Because Tesla doesn't have union labor. Now they really just don't like the guy when he, you know, talked about who he would rather vote for. And it wasn't them, sadly. Sad, sad, sad. Well, so... <laughs> so, of course, everyone knows, obviously, at this point, the Roe v. Wade, uh, the Robs and Dobbs decision. And, of course, uh, <laughs> well, in the liberal cities around the world, to help our imminent demise come even faster, which I, I, I gotta thank them, to make sure that they breed themselves out of existence, healthcare professionals who perform uh, vasectomies in uh, large urban areas are seeing a significant increase in inquiries since the Supreme Court overturned uh, Roe v. Wade. Uh, numerous offices told the Daily Caller uh, since the court uh, since the uh, since the court returned abortion regulation to the states in June, uh, media uh, and reproductive healthcare providers have been given more attention to alternative forms of birth control. The interest has spilled over in American men and left-leaning cities, even in states unlikely to restrict abortion, multiple doctors have said. <laughs> so, essentially, a bunch of a bunch of dudes now in that are that are left-wing that are in support of uh of abortion to help stop the forced pregnancies. They're going to instead go ahead and they're just going to get a vasectomy so they just won't ever have kids anyway. Genius, said no one ever, you absolute dumb fucks. <laughs> yes, do it. You know what? No, no, no. You guys are geniuses. Go and all of you get vasectomies. Every single one of you. All of you get vasectomies. You know, that literally just means that they can't basically, you know... You know what? I'm not even going to stop them. They are literally going to breed themselves out of existence. Hold on. Let me let me check something here. Um Uh, hold on. So, essentially, from my, like, five seconds of Google searching of vasectomy stuff, I'm, like, reading really quickly, and, uh, you know. So... Essentially, here here's the whole idea. So, when they when a man who engages in uh, the act of fooling around, as I will family friendly call it on the show, where I have clearly said worse things, um, <laughs> I'm just trying not to get age restricted again. By the way, uh, says that it's the most effective. Yes, yes, um, it is very effective. So when 
the person spews out, um, how should I put this? Uh, party favors. When party favor, uh, what is it? Uh, stuff comes out of their dingus. Um, nose, uh, it, it contains semen, but no, uh, sperm. Uh, of course, there is still a small, small chance the procedure won't work, which could still result in a pregnancy. Uh, I mean, at least you, oh, oh, god, that sounds, that sounds horrible. Uh, you can get a... Get a, a, a vasectomy reversal. That that sounds. Uh, where uh, you know what? We're just gonna don't no no. I I read stuff that I didn't need to read today. Okay, I did not need to read that. God, that was okay. Okay, believe me. Do not do not look into reverse vasectomy. I have made a clear clear mistake. Okay, a clear and misguided judgment has led me to start reading that, and I eventually, eventually was met with some very disturbing, disturbing words. I, I will not, no. <laughs> um, but get, getting, getting back to, to people who are going to get, to me, you know what, to all the guys who want to do that, you do that. Uh, what's funny is... A lot of the calls or the inquiries that a lot of them are getting are from patients who don't have kids at all. Usually when most people, if they get a vasectomy, they usually get it, you know, after they've had all the kids they ever want to have. So then they can, you know, don't have to worry really too much about it anymore because, you know, they've had all the kids they want to have. And now, you know, they just, uh, just to avoid it, you know, for their sex lives, they just, you know. Hey, I'll gladly just goes and does it and gets it over with. So seems uh seems very uh seems very very much fantastic. I'm glad that our breeding pool can get fantastically better. So once again, uh, Senator Joe Manchin from the Democrat from West Virginia, which is really ironic, seeing as West Virginia is one of the most red states in the nation, uh, uh, told uh, leadership on Thursday he was not willing to support the major climate and tax provisions in the sweeping uh, Biden agenda bill. Now, the overall uh, bill that this is a part of is a a new, even more cut-down version of Build Back Better, or as Biden would put it, Build Back Badingity Gook. Uh, <laughs> these guys just keep, they want to get this thing passed before the election, and they're trying to get it passed, I believe it was in September, is when they want to get it passed. Which, good luck. You know what? Good, good luck to them, is all I'm going to say. Good freaking luck, but he he's just not going for it. Uh, uh, he is he holds the current swing boat. He said he's only willing to back a filler uh, filibuster proof economic bill of drug pricing and a two year extension of funding under the Affordable Care Act. Uh, source said, of course, 
uh, and reform to support it, it ha- they'd probably have to uh, scrap a lot of the climate change and new taxes, which delivers a major blow to, of course. Um, so, yeah, not going great. You know, Senator Joe Manchin here, once again, you know, I'm not not gonna give him too much credit, but I mean, geez. Of course, uh, he's very committed to drug pricing, and he, you know, I'm sure it's fine. It's what, uh, you know what? That, that's what he wants to do. Then uh, that's, that's what he wants to do. So I I don't think he's gonna ever ever go back on that. So I'm per- personally, it's it's kind of funny that just this one guy is completely just utterly destroying their entire just health, uh, the, just their entire hopes and dreams with just. With just a singular, singular guy, but he's he's doing he's doing he's doing work, and that's what matters. So so good good on you, Senator Joe Manchin. Good on you for holding your ground, no matter how much shit you take. So Joe Biden, who's uh, only been president now uh, since what last year in January, well, in total, thanks to his very very compassionate, very forward thinking mind. He is now, uh, well, overall, 700 uh, migrants trying to reach the United States have died uh, under the watch of Joe Biden in just this, what, like, year and more than a half at this point? Uh, what have they been dying from? Well, drowning, dehydration, those big, those are the big ones, uh, and data provided exclusively to uh to the to secrets law enforcement from 33 counties in Texas and Arizona said that they have found 699 bodies of migrants since January of 2021 they're using it, uh the cartels are using the southern border as a revolving door of death outgoing national sheriffs association president uh Vernon Sandsforth said the group's recent conversation in Kansas City uh, so yeah not going too hot for him let's just a few people just a few people who are who are dead under this guy and that's not even counting the you know thousands probably more that haven't been found yet as well as this is only from Texas and Arizona, but there's a whole crap load that are in California because you know California is significantly more lax thanks to their terrific policy. Mm. It's a great day, isn't it? It's a great day, especially to uh, be uh, Don Lemon. He's uh, a bit bitter because he sees writings on the wall. That he's gone a bit crazy. I think he's going a bit, bit crazy. We sit around and we talk about these things and we, we want to give this false equivalence to Democrats and Republicans. That is not where we are right now. Republicans are doing something that is very dangerous to our society. And we have to acknowledge that. We have to acknowledge that as Americans. We must acknowledge that as journalists. Because if we don't, we're not doing our jobs. We cannot sit here and pretend like, well, yeah, Republicans, it's a... Cut them a break. 
let's, we want to hear what it, they have a lot to answer for in this moment. A lot to answer for what happened with the former president of the United States. Well, 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 what happened with him? He's on Truth Social. You could just truth at him. I bet he would respond on Lemon Year. He'd probably just call you fake, but move on. But you could at least get something out of him. Out of a guy grieving his, you know, you know, first wife that's now dead. And then all of you dumbasses, you know, instead of the whole compassionate thing of being like, hey, sorry for your loss. It's now, hey, look, the person who created three little turds has died and we all celebrate Kumbaya. Yeah. Fucking demonic motherfuckers. What are you on about? A person died, you dickheads. God, dude. What a what a cold like behavior that is. Dude, if any dude, if Joe Biden were to die right now, I would still be like, hey, I feel bad for Jill Biden. She lost her husband and Hunter Biden lost his totally terrific father figure. I wouldn't go around making fun of him for fucking dying. So I'm not that much of a piece of shit. I'm not that much of a dick. You know, I, I can be very cold and, you know, heartless sometimes, but it doesn't mean that I'm I'm going to be that much of a dickhead because that's just fucking stupid, okay? We don't have to, you know, I don't have to see eye to eye to you to be like, hey, man, I'm, I'm, you know, I know we don't always see eye to eye, but, you know, I'm terribly sorry for the loss that you're experiencing. I'm not going to go up to him and say, man, that dickhead of yours is dead. Oh, my God. Thank goodness. Now you don't have to worry. Now we don't have to worry about that person anymore. It's like, what the hell's wrong with you, dude? It's like, what? I always knew the person was bad. It's like, that doesn't matter right now. And we, you know, this person was a part of a family, and now that family's lost that person. It's, uh, it's whatever. Whatever. Let's keep going. Why they allowed his antics to go on for so long. Why he is not accountable. Why? Okay, uh, Don, I, I need to be a bit more specific about antics. Which antics would that be? And of what? And then accountable. Accountable on what? If it's for not doing enough on Jan 6, that's fine. I would gladly say that's very agreeable. But I need to understand where where else this is at. They go along with it and don't say anything. They've got to answer for that. Why they are whether you agree with abortion rights or not, why they have taken back a right that was what the, you know, that was granted to uh, American women for 50 years? Um, well, let's see, because, f uh, you know, people, uh, five white guys back in the 1970s read a piece of paper that's, you know, and they decided that from a thing that does not exist in the Constitution created this fake right that people had, and so that's what they ruled on. And then 50 years later, the most diverse Supreme Court we probably have ever had that has women, a black guy, you know, and even a Latino man on it, then went ahead and they ruled against it because the thing that, that was ruled with back then doesn't actually make sense in the confines of the Constitution, looking at it on a, an originalist basis. It's called substantive due process, and that's why, in the concurrence that Clarence Thomas gave, is why he thinks that Obergefell and other cases that use that same logic should be overturned.
and can be found to be, you know, some other overall uh, ways within the Constitution to actually have real reason, reasoning for those things to exist, not just the same thing that Roe v. Wade had. There you go. There's your there's your fantastical answer uh, on, on why the, you know, rights like those have gone back to the states. They have to answer for those questions. If they come here on CNN, they must. John, believe me, no, no self-righteous. Believe me, if you guys don't want to go on Republican networks, or as you guys would put it, right-wing networks, we aren't going to do the same. I mean, we're more willing to, because it's like, hey, okay, you, you invited me onto your show, but we're not going to just sit there and take shit from you. You guys don't even bother to go on right-wing shows because you know you get slapped harder than fucking anything. It's not even close. That's why they stay as far away. I mean, you know, I'm really, as watching this clip, I just see AOC's picture on the side. AOC and Ben Shapiro were supposed to, you know, debate each other a few years back. I don't even remember how long ago it was. I got reminded of this earlier today uh, while watching some stuff and doing, you know, researching for the show. And they're supposed to, you know, debate. And then she accused them of catcalling her, you know, for, you know, a debate. That's not what catcalling is. So, yeah. No, I, I don't think... It's not about answering tough questions. So you don't have to think about it too hard. must answer for that. If they go on MSNBC, they must answer for that. If they go on ABC, they must answer for that. And they cannot expect to be coddled when they go on to a news organization. Coddled. Coddled. Where, where, where? Where? Where's my blanket? Oh wait, it's on me. I don't I don't need you to coddle me, Don fucking Lemon. Who who do you think you are? I don't understand this guy. Coddled. Coddled. I'm sorry, I'm not the side that holds the same double standard either. Coddled. I'm not gonna coddle you if you become my network if you came on a network that I was on either. No one gets coddling for anything. We don't believe in participation trophies here on the Political Panda program. Of course, this show is more, you know, not as relevant as you are yet, but hopefully one day I can eventually say that my show is more relevant than yours. That would be fantastic. But as of right now, Don, I'm afraid that, uh, you're out of line. Or if they step in front of a crowd of supporters. And so, or of voters, or of Americans. So we've got to be, so we have a former member of the Oath Keepers who is saying we are in very dangerous territories, ter territory. And we have a history professor who is telling us right now that the GOP is becoming more and more associated with extremists and, that's and radicals. What, and that's specifically what they were talking about. Extremist? You guys could declare that the most basic of Republican exist of, you know, positions are radical and extreme. Coming from the party that has moved so far left that it's like a little blurb in the distance. Because then you have like a, the whole most of the population in the middle, and then you have Republicans who slowly more or less come towards more of the center and become more liberal over time. Especially with like a lot of like younger, more younger conservatives, like what I would as some people would classify me as. And then you just see me holding up binoculars, having to go to max zoom, and it's just you standing over there giving me the middle finger, Don. And I'm like, what the hell? 
and and then you're holding up a sign that says you extremist when i see you all the way over there with the extremist shaking hands making some deals with you know extremist organizations like antifa and blm shaking those hands those are extremist organizations right there they're both domestic terrorism so I don't know what you're on about. Oh, sick. Uh, sorry, I was looking at my phone. The notification popped up. That's very, very important. Sorry about that. Um. So yeah, uh, let's keep going. There's still more. I, I want to cover all of this. So let's keep going. I I enjoy responding to this that he'll never respond back to. I'd love him to, but I know he wouldn't. That was interesting and notable. The suggestion that there's bleed over. Right. Between the Oath Keepers and they talked about, I think they brought up Idaho. It's, the Pacific it's merging. It's it's an emer they're they're merging, and we can, let's not pretend. I think people, I think people, even the former president, um, I think even um, people who are in charge of of what we of what the American press puts out, they want to believe that we are living in 1987, the, the sort of Reagan-esque Republican. That's not where we are right now. Yeah, because Reagan was a good president. You guys hated him, and then all of a sudden you guys liked him. And then it's like, what's, what, what's up with you guys? What's going on? You know, can't get over that fact for you. It's really ironic to think that, you know, Ronald Reagan was the governor of California. It's really ironic to think of that, you know? It's really, really weird. The guy like that, who then becomes the governor of what many would consider to be the most blue state in the union and then goes on to win you know two different elections and keep in mind he used to be the oldest president ever elected by the way until you know we got even older uh so yeah don i'm sorry to tell you this but uh the the issue is i don't think any republicans would want to come on cnn currently why would they you have one of the worst networks in the nation. Uh, you guys aren't journalists. You're opinion journalists disguised as journalists. You know, people on the right are more willing to, you know, exhibit it. Like, hey, you know what I'm not? I'm not going to go around and put in my bio that I'm a journalist. I'm going to be very upfront with you and telling you I'm an opinionated journalist. I am share you the news but I'm not going to tell you the lie about it. I'm just going to say, hey, here it is, and here's the extra step that I'm taking as my own self to give you before it even comes in. Oh, what are your sources? Well, hey, guess what? They're all down in the description of every single one of my programs. Every single one of them. Every single show that has, you know, sources of... Whether it be, like, for news, obviously, you know, if you've been here and you've been listening for a bit, obviously you'll know that they're, that they're down there. But in the episode I did with my cousin, who, you know, we just sat around and we talked for two hours, basically. Obviously, there isn't going to be any sources down there because we didn't really talk about anything in massive, you know, news form. It's now, hey, like, hey, if you want to right now, you can scroll down and you can see everything. Obviously, I don't title things very normally. I might maybe over time start doing that. I just like having fun, okay? If, we, if I can't even have fun just having, you know, titles like these, like Don Lemon, 
uh, you know, Dunlin calls people crazy, calls people dangerous. Uh, it's just, just what it is. Uh, man, Biden dead and so are all these lies. I mean, you know, once again, Manchin comes to save today. I'm not going to change these things. These are just things I'm thinking off the top of my head. If you go back all the way to episode one, to all the, you know, all the way forward, I'm very clear and consistent on these things of, hey, here are the articles, here are the things you want to read. Uh, if you want to read them, go right ahead. I tell you that. If there's videos, I link them. If there's things I talk about, I link them. If there's new things that I talk about during the episode that I may want to bring up, I link them. I am very open like that because I want to establish that, hey, I may be new on the block, but I'm trying to establish a sort of sense of honesty with you and build up that overall trust saying, hey, you know, I'm new on the block. I may not have many people listening as of right now, but I'm willing to full on go ahead and say, hey, here is the sources for every single thing I'm telling you. Here are where these things are coming from. Here is obviously some of them are worse than others, but I make sure I let you know, hey, this is where the biases are coming from. Here's where that is. Hey, this article's from here. This article's from here. If you want to find it somewhere else, then you can gladly keep searching it up and you'll be able to find it. I encourage you to always do your own research as obviously the news changes. I mean, think about this. In one singular day, the story from yesterday about the 10-year-old girl who got raped has changed already again. I'm not going to talk about it just yet today because there's still a lot of weird questions coming out. But think about this. It went from being reported by one person and one agency to then getting a lot of attention and being a bit dicey on whether it's real. And then, like, the day before, you know, the DA is on and, like, uh, right now I don't have anything, so, you know, not really a confirmation of it, if it's real or not. And then all of a sudden, the next day, you know, things all come out and news and everything, and then it becomes, you know, so things change really quickly in, in this industry right now. So, just sort of interesting. So, uh, as the economy is slowly but surely getting worse and worse... Americans are starting to uh, slowly but surely uh, shift their uh, tone on environmental regulations. A lot of fewer Americans than uh, last time this uh, poll was sent out uh, think environmental regulations are worth the cost. So from uh, so a few Americans think that uh, environmental regulations are worth the cost than they did three years ago when the Pew Research Center survey released. Uh, Thursday shows, while most Americans, 53%, stated that stricter environmental laws are worth the cost, 45% said the regulations would cost too many jobs and hurt the economy. Obviously, this was at 65 in 2019, and only uh, 33 were against. Of course, this breaks down in uh, party lines. Democrats who support laws have decreased as well, though. It's at, it used to be at 85 to 78 and Republican support fell 20 points from 43 to 24. Both parties overwhelmingly support a trillion trees to be planted uh, to absorb carbon emissions, uh, with Republicans at 89%. Demo of Democrats are in favor, so hey, there you go. Uh, the two sides are diverge on climate change plans when they require more government involvement. Less than uh, half of all Republicans support providing a tax credit to businesses developing carbon capture slash storage, compared to 90% uh, 
Uh, 80% of, de of Democrats supported taxing companies based on their carbon emissions compared to 46 of Republicans. Uh, the poll showed that younger GOP members were more environmentally conscious. For example, 47% of, of Republicans aged 18 through 29 said the federal government is not doing enough to reduce the effects of climate change compared to 18 uh, America, of Republicans over the age of 65. Uh, of course, you know, 50% of young Republicans said that providing incentives for the use of electric and hybrid cars, but only 35% of those over 65. I think that should really show you, just for what I was saying a bit earlier, of, uh, you know, Republicans, modern-day younger ones, are more left-leaning than those of the past. We still have very, you know, strong views on things, but I think this should really show. Yeah, believe me. I've said many things on the show about, you know, not really caring about the environment in some instances, but here's the thing. I'm not going to tell you not to go out and buy an electric car. I've said this many times. I would gladly go out and, you know, buy a car that's electric. Obviously, one actually would have money to be able to, but I would gladly do it, uh, you know, when maybe prices would also come down. But as well, my overall idea is, the idea behind it is, Charging stations need to be able to charge cars quicker, but as well, there needs to be a significantly lot more of them. Because right now, I can you can go to most places, you will probably find a gas station quicker than you will find a charging station, because there are more charging stations that need to be built everywhere. Gas stations, you know... Charging stations should be, you know, significantly more of them everywhere. It should be just as common to see a charging station, you know, charging stations than, uh, like, just like gas stations. Like, gas stations, you can see, like, two of them across the street. It should be just that way with the charging stations. That's how popular and big charging stations really need to get before a lot more people be willing to, you know, spend out that money, as well as, you know, the... Proven stability of batteries really needs to be shown and be able to show that, hey, this car can last, you know, a good five plus years before, you know, most people are probably going to be like trading their car out. And for those that want to, you know, really keep their car for a long time, need to be able to show that, hey, you can really stretch out your car's, you know, limit for how long it can go on this battery by even up to like 10 years. And there is some tar uh, battery technology out there that is looking to be very promising in that aspect. But, obviously, we have to wait and see, because who knows uh, how how long that would be until then. So, yeah. Completely, but believe me, am I, am I completely against doing things about the environment? No, planting trees is a great thing. Because then that means more wood later on. Come on, guys. Think think about production. Capitalist here. Guys, I'm a big money maker. Right? You have to think about it from a capitalist. If you plant one trillion more trees, that means more seeds, which then can plant even more trees, because then you can cut down the older trees and then make those brand new trees, look up all the, you know, keep on bringing back more, you know? It's renewable. There you go. You make more. Keep on going. Just needs a little bit of a human element. There you go. See, I'm helping save the environment every single day. Believe me, I, I'm not against, you know, getting, giving people, you know, incentives on 
you know, buying electric cars, that's a great thing. It's just like I said, charging stations need to be faster and more prevalent than gas stations are. And we need to start, you know, by helping people with electric cars. Okay, if you have an electric car out there and you and it's not a Tesla, I feel significantly bad for you because I've seen the charging stations for others. Like those networks suck. They're so unreliable and they have so many different charging issues that they are just terrible. I actually, for the first time yesterday, seen a Rivian truck on my way and it wasn't in the cool blue color. It was in the, was in the white color. It looked really cool. Like, believe me, it looked really, really cool, but I was like, I feel bad for the guy because he has a car that's been struggling with charging. I, was, I just got done watching a video on it, like, last week, and I was like, man, I feel bad for the guy because he can just go and use superchargers unless he's got maybe the adapter, hopefully. Who knows? Uh, hopefully he's got a good plug at home, I guess. But, yeah. It's very, very interesting. So, Ron DeSantis, uh, fuck me, man, this, fucking Joe Biden words, slurs and everything being in my mouth. Got, instead of like a goblin in my throat, I got like an old Joe Biden in my throat. So, Ron DeSantis, you know, probably like a future presidential nominee at this point, and probably future, future president at this point, I'm just gonna proclaim it, okay, uh, uh, this guy is putting in work. I, I get that there's many liberals out there that don't like the guy, but, you know, I've got to say it, You know, he, he's doing a terrific job. He is. He, and, well, he had this to say uh, during a recent, uh, recent press conference. Like, can we actually agree that women get pregnant and not men? Because, <laughs> because they don't seem to say that. I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable, some of the stuff that you're hearing about that. Truly, truly remarkable. By the way, if you're wondering why it only came through uh, one channel, that's just, just how the clip is. I, I couldn't tell you why it's like that. But yeah, no. Once once again, uh, the truth has been spoken by an absolutely fa fantastic, fantastic freaking uh, governor. I, I Honestly, I don't know how... I don't really understand how I, I how many couldn't see him as a as a sort of nominee for president at this point, as he is, you know, really putting in some of the work that uh, we can see, because he's not only, if you don't know much about what Ron DeSantis has been doing, he's not only been fighting in the so-called culture war that we have here in the United States, but he's also putting in the actual work needed to overall get the different uh, help out with the school boards in uh, Florida. So he's also focused on the local issues that matters for his state at the same time as he is, you know, engaging in this and even, you know, helping to get allies for a run in either 2028 or 2024, which is always great to see. And I'd really hope that a lot more Republicans would shift their tone about Trump because, as it says right now, Trump is a losing man. He. Time for him to hang up his heart at and just live out the rest of his life because he can't seem to get his fucking shit together and stop complaining about an election that happened coming up later in November, two years ago now. And at this point, it's just time to forget it and move on and, you know, actually start focusing on the issues that matter. Like, hey, 
you know, if this Middle East thing with Biden doesn't work out, really hit hard and start attacking at that, because obviously he's going to run again. He literally talked about it uh, in a, ma a New York Magazine interview he just got done doing that I had seen while researching for this for this episode, so he's clearly going to run. And if he wants, you know, a lot of support, he's got to show off, you know, hey, when, under me, you know, I told you gas was going to get more expensive under Biden, and now look, you know, when I was president, you know, it was down to you know, like a buck and 65, you know, it was really cheap, really cheap gas, you know, we had, we were energy independent, you know, we had China on their toes, we had really great deals going on with the Middle East, we were helping to secure our border, and, you know, to really make sure that people, you know, keeping the fentanyl and other stuff out, and then that got worse, you know, we had low inflation until the pandemic hit, so truly, truly things are better that he could run on than, you know, election stuff bad, stolen, uh, so he's just, and at this point, he's too old, he's gonna be like the same age as Biden, and we don't need this again, okay, I don't, don't need to see it again, obviously he has his mental faculties better than Biden does, but I, I just would rather not. I, Ron DeSantis is an easier person to vote for overall as he is, you know, in his 40s. And that's significantly lower than 70s, you know, late 70s. So, but that is going to do it for today's show. Of course, I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Uh, I know I am, of course, going to have a great weekend working and, of course... Uh, you know, probably reading and doing some other stuff. So, of course, if you haven't already and you made it all the way to the end of the show, I don't know why you haven't already hit, gone ahead and subscribed to the program or left a review if you can. It's always helpful to do so for us here at the Political Panda program where me, myself, and I produce and, you know, research the show. And, of course, follow over on Truth and Twitter for updates as well as when the show is out seriously i can't thank of you all enough thank think of you thank you all enough for the support as we're actually closing in on uh this will probably be the most public information i have given on the show we are actually uh closing in on 1000 overall downloads on the on the audio form of the program which i'm severely thankful to all of you sincerely thankful to all of you for doing so Seriously, I can't thank all of you enough uh, for that. So, I'm really, really, really excited uh, for that. But, of course, thank you all for listening. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day and weekend. And I will catch you all here on Monday for even more torture. And even more horrific news, and the same damn thing repeats as the cycle continues, starting on Sunday. But anyway, I'll catch you guys on Monday with a brand new episode of the Political Panda Program. See ya.